0: Welcome to Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. If you like Dragon Ball, the show for you. Unless I'm not for you, in which case, this is not the show for you, and I'll see you later. Anyway, gonna be a pretty quick episode today. You probably expected uh, part two of the most recent advice episode, right? Ideally, that would have been it. But, uh, you know, schedule. So, thankfully, a couple of hours ago, not even an hour ago, actually, uh, chapter leaks for... chapter 83... Scan storyboards came out, so I want to break those down for you quickly, and then I just have like a little bit of shit to get off my chest toward the end, uh, mainly in regards to Dragon Ball fans, so, you probably have an idea on where that's going. Ugh. Anyway, let's get into these chapter 83 uh, spoilers here. Uh, you don't want anything spoiled for you. Again, wrong place. Chapter, it says 82, I thought it was 83. Am I crazy? No, it's 83. This just has the wrong thing printed on the page, word Bardock versus Gas 2. So, the end of the last chapter, we finally flash back to Bardock 40 years previously. We get that title page Bardock versus Gas. And I'm like, oh shit, that's right. That's the title of this chapter, even though they don't appear until like the last five pages. So, we're picking up right in the midst of that. Uh, Bardock uh, seems to be stepping in between Manito and Gas. Manito is pretty worse for wear. And he says, Bardock, that's enough. We accept our fate. You must hurry up and leave this planet. Uh, It does say, though, in this translation note from DBS Chronicles, uh, mostly a friend of the show, not exact translation, but the meaning is the same in regards to you must hurry up and leave this planet. So, You know, some kind of loose translation there. I wonder if that's gonna change the meaning at all when we read the final chapter and the translation's from Caleb Cook. uh, And Bardock's like, hey, what are you talking about? Gash chimes in, even if you manage to escape now, let me tell you that the Saiyans don't have much time either. What was that? What do you mean, says Bardock? Who knows, responds Gash. I heard it from a is that the sound? Is that how you guys hear it when you read it? TCH! Exclamation point. What nonsense you're talking. So, I've been thinking about this uh, exchange for the last 40 minutes or so. I tweeted a thought about it, and immediately, obviously, Dragon Ball Chuds, uh, well, You hate everything! Dragon Ball fans are the worst! You guys hate everything! Uh, shut the fuck up. Alright, yeah, just blindly accept all the bullshit. I'm kind of going back and forth right now on if I like the idea that Gas uh, gives Bardock the tip that, yeah you know, the Saiyans are uh, made shit, dude. I worked at an office job where, like, when we knew somebody was gonna get fired, we'd use the phrase, uh, he's not made for long. I, I don't know if that's a real phrase or if that's just a phrase specific to the company I worked at, but Gas gives Bardock the hint. He's not made for long, dude. Neither are any of the Saiyans and Bardock just chooses not to believe him. Now we, as the audience, obviously know what he is hinting towards. Bardock's about to go home in like a day he's going to get blown the fuck up. Him and all his dirty saying buddies. What I'm going back and forth on is if it's a good idea to have let Bardock know this in this flashback, and this retcon of... or whatever, I don't know if a retcon's the right word. I guess it... I guess this is considered a retcon, right? Bardock going in with some kind of knowledge about Frieza exterminating the Saiyans. So I'm going back and forth on it, and if I like it or not, I'm leaning, obviously you guys could fucking guess and probably hear it in my voice, I'm leaning more toward the side of, I don't like it. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it adds anything to Bardock's story. I think, if anything, it kind of makes Bardock's story a little bit dumber. Now, I say this, and immediately... Some fucking shod. Oh, Dragon Ball Fairy and everything. This makes all the sense. What you think he's just gonna go home and die randomly and just? Uh, it's like I don't know, man. I feel like, and, and full disclosure, I'm due to rewatch the Bardock special. Bardock, father of Goku. Uh even though you know, since retcon with Dragon Ball Super Broly, I'm probably due to watch both, right? But in the Bardock special specifically. They all get gathered back. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. Bardock included. And eventually when the climax comes, <laughs> Bardock stands up randomly, despite the fact that he knows in that moment. There's probably nothing he can do. Tries to unite the Saiyans. Come on, let's fucking fight him. And throws the huge spirit breaker, spirit cannon. Fuck, dude. I'm terrible with my names today. Excuse me. Dragon Ball Street Cat's are going right out the goddamn window. Anyway, um, the point is, in that moment. For him to feel so hopeless, but making the op or making the conscious decision to fight anyway, despite the fact knowing that he's fucked. Like, that's the cool moment for Bardock, for me, anyway. The idea that Gas gives him the tip Hey, yeah, Saiyans aren't made for long either. And then, like, I don't know, Bardock escapes from this fight eventually and flees back to Planet Frieza, gets message of Frieza wanting all the Saiyans back on Planet Vegeta. Did I say Planet Frieza before? I didn't mean that. Gets, message, uh, gets the message Frieza wanting to bring them all back to Planet Vegeta. He just heard that from Gas and his fucking red flag radar don't go off. Oh shit, that kind of lines up with what that guy just said to me in this fight. Maybe he knows something. Maybe I shouldn't head back to Planet Vegeta. Even if he chooses not to believe Gas in that moment. Later on the road when he gets that transmission everybody head back to planet Vegeta I mean even now right does he already know about it I'm pretty sure earlier uh, earlier parts of this flashback Bardock chooses to not leave at the same time as his squad and chooses to instead hang back and work uh, you know try to save granola or whatever <laughs> So I'm editing, and this little rant just seriously popped into my head in the middle of it. I didn't look at what it was from or check the specific pages, but I had to. So uh, I believe it's chapter 76 here. Uh, Leak approaches Bardock. He says, Bardock, sir, we're looking for you. The mission's done, and we have orders to pull out. To which Bardock responds, is that so? You fucking, you head home without me, Leak. You go on. I'm sticking around to check for survivors. This is where this is what I got wrong. Leek says, Very well, sir, but try to be quick about it. Word is Frieza himself will be here soon. Good to know, says Bardock. I think I messed this up anyway. Leek says, Frieza himself will be here soon. That would mean he'd be on planet serial soon. So maybe Frieza. Eventually comes after Bardock escapes and finishes his fight with gas. But I remember when I first read it having thought to myself, yeah, Frieza will be here on planet Vegeta soon. That's why we have orders to pull out and head home. So I just wanted to clarify, I don't think, I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess we'll see if Frieza shows up on planet uh, Serial, but I'm pretty sure he was saying he'll be on planet uh, Vegeta soon so we have to head out So sh- Fuck man So if he already knows that he's supposed to be Headed back to planet Vegeta cause Frieza's gathering Up the Saiyans for some reason And then Gas throws this little thing in there By the way you guys ain't made for long either Made for long is such a weird sentence Now that I'm saying it out loud to you guys Anyway Poor already knows that Frieza wants everybody back on planet Vegeta And then he's like Hey, by the way, the Saiyans aren't going to be around much longer. What are your fucking... uh, What the alarm bells go off, dude? And you'd be like, "Oh shit, maybe I don't go back there. I want to live. I I don't know. Unless they write in some kind of way or like reasoning in Bardock's mind where he's like, I guess I could run, but what is that going to do? You know, I need to go back and try to unite my people or fight against Frieza. They could do that. And I would be like, all right, cool. That kind of fits with the character of Previously Known. And makes him even more badass. Although, if I had to guess, they'll probably go with the whole Bardock loves his kids, he loves his wife. Loves his, his life. They'll probably do something like that. Kind of fits more consistently with the current day Bardock that we got going on, huh? Either way, I guess he can't just abandon his kids. Maybe I've talked myself out of this. This too is an edit. Now you know, the magical podcasting. You couldn't even tell, could you, motherfucker? Watch this, no music. <laughs> but if he gets a hint that his whole fucking race will soon be facing extinction, right after he finds out that his whole fucking race has been requested to be on their home planet so they can talk to their overlord, overseer, fucking Frieza, you'd think he just wouldn't go. All right. So that's kind of that's my back and forth on this. Like, for anybody to just be like, whoa, Dragon Ball fans hate everything. Do me a favor. Shut the fuck up. Next. Oh, Bardock responding to all the stuff that I just bitched about because I'm a whiny little Dragon Ball fan. The ones who don't have much time are you guys. Of course. Throws a big old blast, gas dodges it. He's got this big energy. I want to say it's a mace, but I don't think it's a mace. I think it's actually a morning star. Stick, big ball on it, ball also has spikes, you know what I mean? Play played Dungeons and Dragons. I think that's how I know what a morning star is. You don't play D&D. You're probably a lot cooler than me. Bardock blocks the energy morning star. Shit, is it a morning star? I'm not looking it up. He blocks it, big battle, big struggle. Bardock breaks it and sends him flying. Cool. Now this next page, I kind of like, because it I think it's sort of trending toward what I think is going to happen with Bardock uh, eventually in this fight. Uh, this is my fight, and you guys are in the way, so get the hell out of here. He's saying that to Manito, And then he goes to fly away from Monaito, and Monaito has this reaction shot where he's like, oh shit, where's he going? And I saw that and said, oh, he's going to try to lure Gas away. Cool. Uh, they have a little bit more, uh, a few more exchanges, uh, Nice big Bardock kick. Some of this, I mean, even though I'm looking at drafts here, some of this stuff looks really, really good. Uh, He has a nice kick, but Gas responds with, Your attacks are like needles hitting the Kachin metal. Cool little Dragon Ball in-universe joke. Kachikachin. Kachin. We all know how tough that shit is. Gas eventually loses his patience and, I I don't know, just kind of like unleashes this energy, this aura around him that then envelops Bardock. Seems like Bardock gets uh, paralyzed in midair, and Gas says, can't waste any more time on this, so allow me to unleash my instincts for a minute. And Bardock looks like he's about to get fucked up. But, plan seems to work, right? He got Bardock, uh, Bardock got Gas away from Minaito. We have the next, uh, actually, final page here. We flash back to Minaito's little Namekian home. He's searching around for the two Dragon Balls in his... uh. I don't know, Dragon Ball Jar? Uh, We are forbidden to use the Dragon Balls for ourselves. But if it's for aliens, it should be allowed. Interesting line. If it's for aliens, it should be allowed. Bardock is technically an alien, and so is Gas. What is the wish going to be? Who is he going to use it on? Does he wish for Bardock to get some kind of power-up? I don't think that'll be it. I think it's more likely that he incapacitates Gas or something like that with the power of these Dragon Balls, the Dragon Tarambo, and uh, that allows Bardock to escape. And then that puts Gas in a position where he needs to be saved by his older brother, Alec. Alec then saves him, and that uh, gives you the backstory on why Gas has such a, an intense I don't know, loyalty to his older brother, because he bailed him out of this thing that he could have been potentially trapped in for forever that uh Manito wish for with these two Dragon Balls. I have to imagine that's going to be the wish. Uh and that allows Bardock to leave, go back to Frieza, uh Planet Vegeta to get fucked up by Frieza, Manito and Granola to uh be roommates for the next 40 years until Gas comes back real pissed off. Even though Gas does come back several times in the interim. But we're not going to get into the semantics of this arc. Okay. Uh I love that people are loving this arc. I'm glad people are hyped about it uh it's gone i think last month was a, a breath of fresh air and that they shoved so much narrative into it that it was a little overwhelming i don't expect much from this month honestly if they give us some kind of cliffhanger where it's like what's Minato's wish going to be find out in june june no find out in may motherfucker i could totally see that uh i was thinking this arc might have wrapped up this month maybe next month i don't it's definitely not happening this month it seems going to be very flashback heavy. So, uh, I don't anticipate too much new stuff in the narrative going on in the current day. Maybe a little toward the end to transition us back. I don't know. We shall we shall see. Uh, I did have somebody ask me on Instagram, "Where do I think Beerus is right now?" And the reason they were thinking that is because or or wondering about that is because in the last chapter we did see Wees and Oracle Fish together, right? If Weiss and Oracle Fish are together, that begs the question, where is the lord of destruction or the god of destruction that uh, Weiss is the angel attendant for? Uh, where the hell is that guy at? He napping? And if I had to guess, I'd say yeah. Probably taking a nap or something. I don't know, fucking being by himself. I don't necessarily think that an angel attendant has to be by the side of the god of destruction 24-7, Right sometimes Weiss just fucks off and go hangs out with Boma by himself, I think. So, yeah. I just think Beerus is, like, doing his thing. And Weiss is, you know, eating ice cream on a dinosaur or whatever he's doing with the Oracle fish. Uh, who asked me that one? Alex Summers, maybe? Although he's not Alex Summers on Instagram. Never mind. We're going to stop calling people out. You know, you know who you are. Good question. Appreciate your thought on this. Uh, and that kind of transitions me to my last point. I told you it was going to be a quick one today. Uh, actually, let's check the Twitter feed right now while I got you guys. Because uh, I, I do have a couple notifications, that there's probably more people liking the tweet about how I'm an asshole. Uh, yeah, I'm split, to be honest. I can see both sides, but more so leaning on, oh, cool, thanks for fix- fixing this, I guess. Actually, that comes from a friend of the show, Chris Brekke. Uh, But it doesn't seem like I'm in the majority here, as I seldom am. Um but like I don't know I'm just being a little Twitter bitch right now I fucking hate Twitter and I'll tell you why Every time man I go on Twitter to like not just consume But to actively put out thoughts or whatever Especially Dragon Ball Stuff most people it's like radio silent Falls on deaf ears but If it's this time of the month and we're talking about New Dragon Ball stuff And I put out something it's like Within seconds sometimes few minutes Whoa what are you talking about Dragon Ball fans I could hate everything, blah, 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 just be happy, this is the best arc, and I'm like, whatever, man, I'm happy you're having a good time with this arc, I, I, it's got potential to still land properly, I really hope it does, but given the track record of Dragon Ball Super arcs, almost none, actually, literally, literally none of the arcs in Dragon Ball Super land, satisfying, and, uh, and in a satisfying way, the closest thing you've got is a tournament of power, and, I feel like I'm the only motherfucker who, like, turned him into power most days. So, uh, and even that ending wasn't perfect, okay? 17 coming out the end, that was like a, hey, hey, by the way, remember? Hit one from you. My point is, Dragon Ball Super does not stick the fucking landing, so the idea that we're coming up on the end of this arc uh, and it still hasn't, you know, the ship hasn't been righted yet. I i don't know, I'm just not optimistic. But That sort of explains as to why I'm hesitant to put any Dragon Ball specific thoughts out there and I just kind of keep them for the podcast most cases because you guys keep listening. Thank you. I appreciate you. Rate and subscribe while you're here. Especially those Apple Podcast motherfuckers. I'll read your review. I don't care. Uh, But I I seldom put out on Twitter but I do go and check it probably a few times a week. I'm pretty good at not checking Twitter actually. like That's how turned off or pulsed I am by a lot of people in that Dragon Ball Twitter space or anime Twitter space in general. I guess it's just not for me, but I wanted to talk real quick about a take that I took in and had to absolutely bite my tongue about. Actually, I might have quote tweeted it. Yeah, I did. I quote tweeted it. And it was in regards to the Toei animation hack and how it has delayed a bunch of different anime and the Dragon Ball Super Superhero movie and blah, blah, blah. We all know, right? Uh, By the way, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, still no official release date, but I'm sticking with my original prediction of like late June, early July. There was a publication company that came out and confirmed the licensing deal for when the novelization of the movie will come out. And that tentative date, I mean, this date could change very easily, but the tentative date for the novelization version of the film is June 30th. There is a strong indication the movie would come out before that novelization version. So, end of June, maybe, hopefully. Anyway, in reg- there was a long thread about the Toei animation hack, and I saw a number of people, actually, but one in particular, I read it, and I was like, I could hear the stupidity coming out of this motherfucker's mouth, or his fingers, rather, I guess, I don't know. And he was like, I think this is all a front... There was no hack. Who? How's Toby gonna let themselves get hacked? They didn't get hacked. This is a cover story. Because they need more time to work on Dragon Ball Super superhero. Because that CGI animation's so terrible. I hate it. I can't wait to not see that movie. I bet you they're fixing the movie. For me. I added the for me part at the end obviously. But seriously man. Like the conspiracy theory level shit that is predominant throughout the goddamn world but in almost literally everything because everybody had access to google 20 years ago and it has slowly warped their brains into thinking that there's some kind of fucking omnipotent being who obviously knows better than everybody else because they have a search engine anyway i digress that line of thinking there's always a secret there's always a cover story there's always some. It's just, it's it's like literal fucking brain rot, dude. And when it comes into the Dragon Ball sphere, I mean, it's, I, I shouldn't, this is definitely isn't the first instance of it. I just maybe think it's the first time I'm framing it like this in terms of the conversation for the podcast, right? But when I think back over the last couple of years, there's definitely been other instances of like evidence of brain rot amongst Dragon Ball fans. But this, this whole I think it's a conspiracy theory because I hate the animation style and Toei knows they fucked up because me and a bunch of other real fans, we don't like it. So they're going to fix it for us. They didn't get hacked at all. This is just a story. Buddy, i got some news for you. Toei don't give a fuck about you. They don't care if you show up or not. You, one singular fan. Because the fact that they're releasing anything Dragon Ball related at all is enough to not have to worry about you. (laughs) Or even you times a few thousand. A hundred thousand. If a hundred thousand Dragon Ball fans of the millions throughout the world If 100,000 Dragon Ball fans dislike the CGI animation enough to boycott the film and not go see it, Toei still doesn't give a fuck, man. They don't care. And I think the fact that people think that they're lying to try to cover up for some sort of we misstepped or whatever, and that they're fixing the animation, like... I don't know what fixing the animation would look like for the people putting out these thoughts or these tweets or these conspiracies. I don't know what that looks like. Got some news for you, though, pal. It's still gonna be CGI-based animation. That ain't fucking changing. You think they're gonna go with that Shintani style and go all hand-drawn again like they did for Broly because you were unhappy with the all three fucking trailers they've released? Ugh. It's exhausting, dude, being the old guy in the room. You know, I just content creation in general is a young man's game. And I'll always be the first to admit that, but content for like the sake of being able to, I don't know, like make up lies or like project your wishes onto things. I hate the animation style. So I'm going to tweet about it until I fix the animation style to a fashion in which pleases me. Like. It's exhausting to be around you people. And that's why I kind of just stick to this space. Talking to a microphone. You guys can listen to it or not listen to it. I personally don't fucking care. Because I don't got to have you in my mentions afterwards. If you're somebody who sucks. What's cool about this show and this audience and you, Mr. or Miss Listener in particular, is that even if you disagree with me, and you felt so strongly about our disagreement that you felt the need to contact me about it or tweet at me or jump in some Facebook or Instagram comments at DB Super Dope on Instagram at DB Superdope One on Twitter. Even if you felt the need to do that, I bet you'd still be like thoughtful and respectful and not a little whiny ass bitch about it. You know what I mean? Oh my god, anime Twitter is seriously the worst place. Like, every time I open up my Dragon Ball Twitter account, my eyeballs slowly start to be filled with fucking cancer, man. And the cancer just so happens to be taking uh, the shape of your words and thoughts written out into a social media app. Is this me retiring from Twitter? I don't know. Probably not a good idea, right? I mean, it's a a handful of fucking nerds who, I don't know, uh, probably get their dick hard for most things Dragon Ball. Or, you know, get their dick hard to hate on most things Dragon Ball. That's what drives me nuts, man. Every Dragon Ball fans are so quick to hate everything. I mean, yeah, sure. Some of them are. Some of them are really quick to love. Uh, everything. Yep. And then there are fans like you and me. Uh, you know, listener, it's people who are somewhere in the middle and try to be a little bit more objective about it and try to assess is this good or is this bad? Because for as much good Dragon Ball as there is, you do the math out, dude. There's like twice as much not so good Dragon Ball. And that's me being uh realistic, but I guess also me being a whiny little hating bitch. With my fucking 300 episodes of Dragon Ball podcast, like, I don't know. Honestly, man, like, the thing that holds this podcast up the most is the fact that I'm cool with recording, I'm cool with editing, but when it comes down to the promotional parts, I'm just like, why fucking bother? Why invite new weirdos into my life that, honestly, I probably don't even want to fucking talk to? Never mind... Have to be nice to them about their opinion or whatever if they choose to listen and sound off or get back to me with their thoughts, you know. Like, what's the point? And then you got the kids who were like, "Oh, you have a podcast on? Let me on it." Like, I'm sorry, who the fuck are you, random ass kid in the Facebook comments? You know what? What the fuck? What are you gonna come on and talk about? What are your credentials? What is really like Dragon Ball? Okay, let me sign you up then, Haas. You fucking moron. All right, I'm just ranting now about how much I hate all of you except the people who listen to this show. You're new to the show and you're not part of the club. I don't want to hate you. I just want you to click subscribe and like the podcast. That's it. I'm not asking for much. Maybe some thoughtful dialogue and some back and forth about how you feel about this Bardock getting tipped off about Frieza thing. Pretty big development in my brain. And I'm still kind of going back and forth, but I'm pretty sure I'm not a fan of it but there is room for me to be swayed oh wait never mind no there's not because i'm a dragon ball fan and i just hate everything god fucking damn it i hate anime twitter <sighs> trying to think of it a creative way now to sing the episode out about hating twitter but everything i want to say has just got too many motherfucking syllables dude can't string them together into a jaunty tune. I guess we're just going to have to wait this one out together and see if it happens. <laughs> Twitter sucks, I'll burn it to the ground. I suck my dick, Elon Musk. Heard you already got booted off the board because you're a fucking weirdo. Super dope.